We're holding um, by the fact he's explaining the Jewish outlook on understanding how the person is in the Shaman, not just his Seichel. We spoke about the differences between them. And therefore, we, we continue, that same vein continues. We're holding in this print of the plan, but hey, it's still in the middle of the same ice, uh, which is ice of Dalit. And he says, <coughs> He says, "V'imhaya amnam." He parted her nefesh, but sir, her asarim amari. If it would be the idea that the nefesh can separate from the body, um, in a tzir of asarim amari, we know that that is the um, the asarim amari. So the pastors are talking about the stages of massive branches. The first we explain as being uh, ten different ways to identify. Like details of something which happened. If we, like, so if he gives what, how it happened, where it happened, when it happened, with what it happened, you know, why it happened. You know, there's all the all the different aspects of defining, uh, in defining the, the the concept, which we can look at from different angles. And if we would then, therefore, if that's what he's saying, so then uh, if the line as a whole would say that if there was something that people could understand about how the nefesh separates from the body. In other words, in answering all the details of how that happened, which is obviously something which the Rasmus wouldn't know about, again, they don't believe in the nefesh altogether. It's something ruchni which they can't connect to. And uh, there is a difference in that, like we spoke about nefesh achayim. That is, not just the fact that a person's nefesh leaves their body, but there's a way, in what, in what way a person's nefesh leaves his body, is it through tzar, is it through ava, uh, like we spoke about, this is the Menachemavis, this is from Mrs. Nashika. There's a whole depth of understanding about the concept of the nefesh and how the nefesh either connects the body or leaves the body. And suddenly we conclude in that concept, uh, in size, everything which exists. Now, like we're talking about, like we said before, on the Ruchni level, or if we said that the Asarama Morris are referring to the, three, the ten. Express Hashem created the world, but then it means the Messiah is called everything Hashem created in the world. Which means um, anything which you see, without understanding the Tachis uh, of what Hashem created to do, it's something which a person is easy for him to understand, uh, which means with. with with days and like, a lot of time, the person can understand that everything is from Gerber to Tachlis. But even if the person can understand the concept and that uh, everything has a Tachlis and that was created for, but that a person would be able to understand the, the Malach, the spiritual world, uh, it's difficult for a person to get to understanding next time. We may actually be guilty, and without, it's, uh, it would be impossible for a person to get to an understanding of a spiritual world without an appreciation or an, an, a logic which you have seen in this world. For Ian built Musak. For Ayyad Bisavik something which is something a person can't connect to. So it sounds like a very complicated sentence. Let's just say simple words because I tried to, was just said all this. And the idea is like this. He says that, again, following what he said before, the philosophers looked at the person as being his seichel, his seichel, his intelligence, and then he asked the questions. He asked, like we saw last time, that 
if a person's asleep, or if a person's not using his mind, he's not a person. If you don't have finding a person by the fact that his intelligence, so when he's not, he's not in possession of the intellect, he's asleep, he's drunk. For example, he gets. So now he didn't, he's not the same person anymore. Or a person gets forgetful when he gets older. So now he's less of a person. And therefore, the Ghazali wanted to say that the Jewish point of view that a person's his ruh, which means his spiritual, uh, his spiritual source, is much more understandable because then it doesn't change. Now, what he wants to say is that this based on the same principle, and that is the idea of what happens when a person dies. So, when the philosopher's understanding of that, uh, what happens? He ceases to be, but there's no explanation of like a process of why a person would end. When if you understand the idea of that, the fact that the nefesh leaves the person, and then there's different ways, based on what the person deserves, and how it happened that we see the separation of the nefesh and the body, so we can see it as, as a process which we understand. Now, he says, it's not that we can understand the spiritual world completely. Like he says, for a person to understand malachim, spiritual thing, takes time. Uh, but the concept that we understand that there is a spiritual world, and therefore we can explain things happening in a spiritual sense, that that's something which is an advantage that even somebody who's just begun to understand can understand uh, the principle of, whereas if a person is written in philosophy, they don't. For example, according to philosophers, when a person dies, they don't exist anymore. If they're not going to admit that there's a spiritual side to a person, so then all there was, all there was, all there was, was a physical body, and then it no longer functions, and the person isn't. Like an animal. Like an animal. Even an animal is nefesh, but not something which has no spiritual source to it, whereas something which has a an understanding that there's a spiritual source, then we understand that there's another level of the ruchnius or something which we can connect to. Right. And therefore he says without that, according to philosophers, according to them, a person gets destroyed. There's nothing left. There isn't anything beyond the physical body. And that's the, just clarifying this point of that second difference there is uh, between the way that the, the non-Jewish philosophers that he's quoting understood the person, which is just basically a living thing which has an mind, as opposed to understanding that there's a spiritual entity which is called the nefesh. Now, because I now turns to the king and he says, Vinay, you were already convinced of these mistaken understandings. Because you want to turn, he's now telling the king, who appreciated philosophy, he says, you were taken in by this mistaken system that philosophers presented, and that's what you wanted to base your understanding on. And uh, what he's referring to is right at the beginning of the Sefer, when the king was told originally that your Masecha Enem Ritzuyim, in other words, even if you're motivated to do the right thing, but the way you're doing it is wrong, so the first person he turned to, to try and clarify what he's meant to do as a philosopher. So the Chacham is telling him, you were originally, um, so to speak, taken in by the idea that that would be the, the correct thing to do. But what is it you wanted to do? What wasn't what you were meant to do. That, that King himself realized that, that that wasn't meant to, what he was meant to achieve. That's why he, he needs philosophy and looks for one of the other religions instead. And that's what he says, Lo husma b'teva basa sagasi b'akasha. Because it's not in the tell of a person that he'll come to appreciate ruchnias b'akasha by comparing to something else. And to say it in simpler words, if a person is going to explore the physical world 
then there isn't going to be the, the proof that there has to be a spiritual uh, There isn't a hakasha, there isn't a connection that if a person is looking at the or the season in the physical world, that that's going to bring him to understanding a spiritual level. Which is, so how does a person get that? Al Husim Zeb Teva and Yikharim Misfilas Avarisar. Vashem put it in the Teva of those he chose, and in order, because he chose them, they have Zakim, they're the most pure, the most, on the highest level that there is in the world. But it's a good question. If the human nature is experiential, he's blind, colorblind, doesn't see the color purple. How do you explain it to him? Like he sees the physical world around him, but how does he understand the spiritual world? It's a very good question. Philosopher didn't. And uh, what, what's the answer? That's what he says now. That it wasn't in the table of everyone to understand, but it was in the table of Kalyusha that Hashem created. And uh, he made them with Naimashayaskarnam in the way that they would be able to elevate themselves. Which will be able to get to that level of being Malachim, so then they would be able to see that a level of the spiritual or the Malachim. Which means there would be those people who would be able to see, some of the people, the Naveen, would be able to see Ktosim. Those elements in the spiritual world which they could relate to. We had the Ktosim, Sitra Ktosim, and there would be people here who understand the secrets of the spiritual world. You know, the Apostle is referring to uh, when the day that the Lord was going to die, so Elisha was following him, and a group of Nevi'im came to him and said, Do you know that today your master is going to die? Who said Nevi'im? said to Elisha, and Elisha said, I know that. Keep quiet about it. In other words, there was a certain knowledge that there was of a spiritual world. And now, when he wanted this, um, the people knew that someone was going to die. So it was a large knowledge of what's going to happen in the spiritual world. Yeah. And the Sisra, right? Sisra is a stargazer who's told him he shouldn't go out to battle. He's going to lose. Why is this person? Um, so that's his way. A few steps. The Kazarians put in a lot of ideas together in a few words. So let's take it step by step. The first thing he wants to say is, and this is something which, Ba'atim, all the, all the later Akhronim, we try to go this route. Better we're around the Sisar of the Kazar. He says it's not in the type of a person who sees the world around him and is only used to a physical world in a natural order to come to an appreciation or even a knowledge, an awareness of something spiritual. Except there were those people, Kali Shal Harsina, whatever it was, or the Navi Musul Malachim, Ramavina, and others who are on a very high level who were able to write to that world. And therefore what? So they say that they understand, they explain this because there is the fact. And that is, if I never saw something, does that mean I deny its existence? Well, I never saw it. Exactly. Uh, the fact that I didn't see something, if other people claim that they saw it, if other people claim that they saw it, so then I can't argue the point. I can say I didn't see it. I can't say it's unseeable. And if there's, if there's evidence, the fact that it has been seen, okay, I accept that. So the Qazari is saying here is, it's true. Most people aren't not able to appreciate Ruchnius, and they're going to say, prove it to me, how do I know? They aren't on the level and they never had the experience. But on the other hand, if there are people who are reliable and claim to have seen it, we have to accept it from them. And therefore, even if we can say, well, we never saw Hashem speaking in Harsinai, and we know it's true. 
and the answer to that question is going to be, we have evidence. Like everything in history, we never saw ourselves. How do you know it's true? Because enough people witnessed it and and and, and uh, testified to the fact. So now we accept it. If, if it was seen by so many people, then it must have been that they were all witness that. It doesn't mean we we doubt its veracity because we never saw it ourselves. So therefore, the assignment and that is, the, the, the principle is it's true. If a person is going to look at things only from my own experience, and only from things I can prove myself, and I'm not prepared to listen to the, the evidence of any of what else's experiences, then yes, I can't prove a lot of things. I can't prove that there was a world war, I can't prove that there was a discovery of America, whatever it's going to be, I wasn't there, I never saw it. But if a person is willing to accept that something which has been evidenced and testified to and accepted, so then even if I never saw it, but I'm aware of it, the fact that it happened. So if, if there would be multiple people who are coming back and tell me that in China there was an earthquake or a volcano, whatever it might have been, I never saw it myself. Maybe it's not even logical to me, what's the difference? There are enough people who saw it, they'll accept it. And he's saying the same side over here. And that is that, and, and it's something which is really what the Ramban says when he talks about the philosophers of the time of the Greeks. And he says that they were shown because they weren't the couple the Messiah which everybody knew before them. Which means there wasn't an, everyone accepted there was a Matan Torah. They couldn't argue with it. It was historical, it would be passed down. Okay, so we never saw it ourselves, but we can't argue with the facts which were tested to to hundreds of thousands of people. The, the attitude the philosophers took is if we don't understand it, we don't believe it. And that's what the Gazari is going to argue with. He says it's not that everyone's going to come to a recognition or an awareness of roughness themselves. They don't deserve that. They aren't on the level to. But they have to accept the fact that if there were enough people who said that they did, and then you can't argue with them, then you have to accept it. It's something which happened. We have people who are witness to it. I mean, it's, not, it's very hard to say that's the same thing as an earthquake in China, because an earthquake in China is believable. I just never saw it, but I have similar, you know, I, I can understand it on a physical level. This is Let's say I've never seen an earthquake. And you told me an earthquake happened. Well, what in the world? I've never seen such a thing about that before. I don't know what. I can't argue because I wasn't there and you're telling me what you saw. Yeah, is that similar to, let's say, even within our religious world? Let's say people who can't, who haven't experienced Ruach HaKadosh, when they're told that there's a great person who does have Ruach HaKadosh, and they say, well, no, I, I can't accept that. I, I, don't, I don't believe that he has Ruach HaKadosh. I know. How could a human being have Ruach HaKadosh? It's the same, you can say the it's same. same thing. If the people who. Yeah, if a thousand people experience that Ruach HaKadosh. And the people, I didn't name on him, but Okay, so you, you don't think it's possible. Look, sorry, you, you never experienced it. And you can, maybe can't appreciate it because you can't understand it. You can't deny it. 100%. When you have a lot of A.D. Shekhar, it messes up the feel. Um, you're right. You're right. You have to accept that. And uh, in other words, if you're going to claim it, everyone who spoke about this thing was an A.D. Shekhar, then we don't have any proof anymore. But over here, we but here it would be very hard to prove, to see everything as being as a shaker. Okay. So we don't understand it, but we understand it came from the book. Now, we don't have the book, so we can't understand that it is, but we accept that there was the book. And therefore the Nabi knew. Now, so now he comes to another interesting point. He says, If the of the philosophers would have been true, they would have to talk about this as part of their system. 
then you can show Ibn Adam. In other words, the, what the, had there been a level which would be on the same level as, let's say, Anavim, then they would also have to have an understanding of of the of the or of uh, the nefesh. But if they don't have that, so it says the mercy of him, they're not better than anybody else. They're just like other people. And as if a person's a navi and he's aware of something other people aren't aware of, so you can say, okay, he's in a different place. He's in a different level. He can experience things other people can't. But also never claim to do that. They didn't say that they have koichas or abilities to access levels of understanding or that people, other people can't experience. So he says, what? They have like anyone else. It's true that they might be more intelligent. The developed their minds better. Right? He said, I need the what he said was basically that what I don't know about, I can't argue about. But what there is the number that I do know about. So he's saying then that's the case. So then uh, he doesn't have a power that you don't have. It means just the things that he understands. It is with human cycle, which other people could technically do as well. And he says, Yes, and it's not this. It's not this. I mean, excuse me. The machine, it's Tarko. Because they didn't have any any connection to something spiritual, so that's the case. They had to try and explain everything physically because that's the only means to have a head of understanding. And therefore, uh, Kishof and Shaylin and all that stuff, but they all use themselves. The no. If they were the real philosophy, they didn't believe them. Like the Amma says, they didn't believe in spiritual things. Titus, Alexander, all these. They were philosophers. They were the philosophers had the school of thought. And there was a lot of Oibdavid both by the Greeks and by the Romans. There were the Adonites, they had a whole temple of different gods. There was pure idolatry, which did believe in something spiritual, because there was no concept of a desire. They did believe in different powers and different spiritual things that they could access, but there wasn't philosophy. The study of philosophy is the study of logic, which means people which only things that people understand and can relate to. It wasn't that, it wasn't that yeah, the whole... an era where there's prophecy. Who was? Philosophers. Uh, it's not yeah, but I'm not sure what Tzadik, yeah. That's what I'm saying, at the beginning, it started before Tzadik and Baisis, let's say. It started before the whole fear and all this thing and denying. The fear is touched by Al-Qaeda, it has nothing to do with us. No, well, we say that that Tufa, even in our religion, began because we lost the prophecy. But here, what I'm saying, by then, by the Greeks were saying, it even started before that, while there was still prophecy. Let me accept that. that. That was part of the Kiddush. There's nothing to argue about. How could you argue about that? That's basically what the Kiddush is saying. spoke to Yirmi, I know, they know. That's exactly what the Kiddush is saying. It said that the, the, the attitude they took, it, we don't believe it, we don't know, was wrong because the people are going to testify to it. So you he don't have it. He's saying that I don't believe it. Socrates didn't say No, he, quotes here, he said, the country, he I can't deal with it because I can't relate to it. No, maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. But I know everything that was humanly true. Right, no, I don't think he's saying it negatively about Socrates. 
On the contrary, I think that there's a certain mind about him that he's saying that was the right way to deal with it. Maybe that's the answer to Shimon's question. That the original philosophers accepted that there might be, but they couldn't work in that realm, so they tried, they tried to focus just on the logical side of it. But eventually, what developed from that school of thought was to deny the spiritual side and to say that all that exists is logic. Could be. Could be a good different school of philosophers too. But that's what he's talking about Aristotle. That was famous for not, not accepting what he didn't see himself. Um, he was a Talmud of Plato. Well, not a Talmud, but he was the school of philosophy after Plato. Whatever it's going to be. So it could be that the earlier ones were better, it's true. Um, we don't find the same level of Kira, uh, of Kfir, of, of spirituality rather. Even the later ones, I'd say, even if it's true, what they be saying. How do you explain? I'm saying today is the biggest test of Bonham, and I'm sure they don't have nothing. I mean, if it, I'm not saying if it exists or not, but today you could say stuff like that. Back in the day, they've been doing Kishore from until now. You can't, you can't, you can't you're not even try it. Prove it to me. So try it. Ask a question now. Ask a question now. The says all these things don't exist. The gun, ask him, how can you get all the Gemaras? The Gemara says the Ashen, the Gemara says the Izzara, and the Gemara says all these things. But the Ram says it clearly. He says these things are made up by Kaliya Das, but really don't exist. We don't know what he was saying, but. Okay, but the Ram says that people were working with Shaykh even to, to, to today. Okay, see, so I'm saying you see that he's presenting, and that's, that's, it's not his substance for the Ram, but which the God himself says, that he is presenting the, 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 the going to the Derek of the philosophers, which means they denied it. And I'm happy. So it's just denial. Denial because we For the same reason. For the same reason. Because I never experienced it. I don't agree. I don't accept it. You can't grasp That's and that's the point exactly because what he's saying. He's saying that there's a mistake of the philosophers that now that it wasn't their mind. The right thing to do would be like he quote Socrates as a mind. The right thing to do is say I don't understand that. All I know about is what I know about. Don't try to work with what I know about. That's a system I can I can work with because that that's something I know. But to take the attitude and saying, if I don't know, then it doesn't exist, that's wrong. And that's what he's like, the point he's making. He's saying, to the, the point of process was it can't be, it doesn't exist, it's not true, it doesn't, it's not there. Why? Because we don't know that, we can't prove it. So that's exactly the point he's saying, is what they were doing wrong. And as he says, what's right was to say that, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't So what I know about is Chochmeno, it's just there for that's what I can work with, I don't know more than that. And that, that would be that would be the, the, the if, if a person wanted to examine so to speak human when a person can examine human intelligence that would be the right approach to take. But Masha Ankan, what he says was the negative part was the fact that they uh, looked at what they didn't know as Kilo they didn't accept and denied the evidence or the, of those people who were able to see and did not. That, that's the main point that uh, that because I says on this argument against the mindsets of the worldview of philosophers. This is one of the last points. Um, and he says, we're talking about that, Visiyachta Bizeh, and the first is all united on this idea. But, V'ain Chiluf, Bain Shnei Ishin, B'choch Mesohem. There's no difference between any two of them when it comes to the Chochmah. We can match Ain Askama. Okay, 
it is, there wasn't a unity between them themselves. In other words, what they understood in, from how they understood that things happened originally, how they're happening now. Um, and even other things in the Torah, there are lots of different opinions how, how it works. And therefore, there's a certain group who understand things a certain way. It's not because um, of something which necessarily is completely provable that became the result. So it's indeed all the different schools of thought he's going to go into now. Pythagoras and Socrates and Aristotle and everybody else. Uh, he says that even within the philosophers there wasn't a unity. It wasn't all holding the same way. And then it's a question. If, you, if this is meant to be the product of logic, then it should come out the same. So he says even when they, the philosophers, claim to be working with logic, you see it's not absolutely irrefutable logic. Otherwise, there would be arguments between them. That's the next point. We'll see next time how he's going to develop the idea that uh, something which is meant to be based in fact, and based in complete irrational evidence, can't lend itself to different opinions. And yet, if you do find differences between the different philosophers, that's another disproof to the way that they approach the world. It wasn't completely a provable objective. It sounds like you're saying 